Hello and welcome to episode 215 of Nerds Eye View. This is coming out the 24th of February and it's right after the Oscars because this is like an Oscar bonanza show that's all about the Oscars. It's amazing. And I have two beautiful people with me. Please introduce yourselves. I'm Andrew. I'm Tom. All right. Welcome, beautiful people. Let's date down to it. Uh, box office. All right. Count me down. I'm number 10. <laughs> Paddington. And I play number nine. The Imitation Game. Before I go to number eight. Jupiter Ascending. When I'm not doing that, I relax in number seven. Hot tub. Time machine. Two. I have to relax so much because I'm in number six. American Sniper. But luckily, I have a number five. The Dove. Uh, and I got it at number four. Seth MacFarlane, USA. <laughs> and I'd rather be there than watching number three. Okay, hold on. It's a long one. We got the SpongeBob movie, Sponged Out of Water. And he got out of the water because of number two. Kingsman, the Secret Service. Who should be servicing number one. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> All right, there was a, a dip in the overall numbers. But that's expected because everyone's going to see the Oscars. Yep, and the yep. top three films were from previous weeks. All the first week films are <laughs> below that. Yep. yep, four, five, and seven. Because let's be real here, they weren't that strong in the first place. Also, it, how sad must it be that Hot Tub Time Machine opened below McFarland USA? They must feel pretty crappy they, about it. Because the, the marketing machine on that has been insane. Ins- I've, I, I, I DVR like almost everything. No joke. Everything I watch is DVR. So I fast forward through everything. And even though I'm fast forwarding through every commercial, I still see the commercial for Hot Tub Time Machine yeah. because it's on so much. I just recognize the flashing pictures as they go by. Mm-hmm. They were like <laughs> on The Soup. They were on The Today Show. It's crazy. They were everywhere. They were on You Talking You Too to Me. Yeah. American Sniper made more and it's been out for nine weeks. It did almost double. Is this a sign of, uh, like, a, uh, we're finally tired of sequels? I hope so. I mean, although SpongeBob is, like, a ten years later sequel, and it made a shit ton of money. But the, yeah. but the fact that As it's the kids been... say, a shit ton of money. But when you realize that little kids who have been watching that movie for the last ten years are like, there's finally a movie, hmm. that's why it's a big deal. I Whereas guess, yeah. this is the first time they've been able to go to a theater. And... I'm sorry, I'm not a SpongeBob aficionado, but is this not the first time they've done live action stuff? Uh, no. Technically? Um, in the first SpongeBob movie, uh, David Hasselhoff. Days- David Hasselhoff. Was oh, I remember hearing about that. Okay. Yeah, they go on land, and, and uh, yeah, it's an emotional moment in the film. <laughs> where I'm they- a goofy goober, yeah. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh at that, right? Uh, and Should also, I not laugh at that? Does, it doesn't, isn't also the first SpongeBob movie, it starts with pirates going into a theater? Because it yeah. ends with that. Yeah. <laughs> they just play with live action whenever they do a movie. Okay. And also a little bit in the show, if I remember correctly. They, yeah, I think I've seen... They try and do some weird stuff. Yeah. I've accidentally watched enough episodes to see... Me on purpose. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Knowing me, you... Me conveniently. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's really crazy that it made so little money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's very very little. Like that's not even close to recouping what they spent on it just for marketing. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, it, it it's a it's kind of a, a hearkening to the fact that a people don't want to see sequels anymore because they're tired of it, mm-hmm. and then also this whole kind of crash, like just straight up trying to get people's money by 
recirculating jokes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hangover uh, trilogy is was all about that. It was just a continuation of the same gags over and over again with the same punchlines. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people spend all their money to see him. So hopefully this is people wisening up after all that. Yeah. I mean, uh, not that I want to put too much faith into Hot Time Machine 2, but at least, like, they weren't... They were doing a thing where they were going forward in time. Yeah, like, they Back to the future did. Yeah, they Back to the future did. Uh, and, and also, I'll give them credit, they cast Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. I love Adam Scott. I love him, too. Yeah. But, come on. Like, yeah. he needs to not pick these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that Kingsman is in the second spot. Yeah, that's nice that it's still up there. It's almost it almost made twenty million. I hope I hope word of mouth continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course we had all of the mom and grandmothers who still couldn't make it out of the movies last week went and saw their favorite movie this oh, week. The Duff. Yeah, Fitty Shades of Grey. Fitty. Yeah, Fitty. That'd be a much better movie if Fitty was in it. I'm just saying. Would it though? Yes. Because it would he be ironically good. That would I don't know about feel that. more rapey than it should be. Uh, I think it should feel rapey because it's a book about rape. Yeah, but you got this big black muscular man with tattoos. Yeah, no. See, the American people wouldn't stand for it. They would boycott it just simply because of the difference of the color of the skin. But uh, getting away from the political stuff, uh, (laughs) Fifty Shades of Grey did uh, maybe the best video game ever made. And he was trying to make a very serious oh, video game. You, you said Fifty Shades of Grey just did a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You meant to say Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. But yeah, Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, where he goes to the desert. The desert to kill. Uh, and the whole the whole no the whole right? point is no the beginning of the of the game he does a concert and they don't pay him. Oh, they were supposed no. to pay him with diamond encrusted skulls. Oh my god! Okay. But they didn't pay him, and he said, "Oh no." And him and his boys just cut a path through the Middle East this, this until was they got those, paid. Uh, this is one of those free video games they gave out at Burger King, right? I this wish. Is like Sneak King. And oh man, it would be King Cart. It would be like, everyone's oh. favorite game, but unfortunately, no. It was secretly everyone's favorite game that they rented and played with all their friends and got drunk and then sure. returned it and never thought about it again. Wow. Yeah. It, it, so Fifty Cent made the one night stand of video games. Which why shouldn't he be in the one night stand of movies? <laughs> I okay, no no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's get on to new releases. All right, new releases on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Oscar-nominated Beyond the Lights. It was good, guys. I haven't seen it. I've heard good things. I've watched it in theaters. It was delightful. Were you okay. grateful? I was. Yes. Okay. No, it's a good movie. Okay, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, I know you're telling the truth because you hit those high octaves. Right. Then up next, Oscar-winning Big Hero Six. So I love this movie. Did you enjoy it, Tom? Uh, I haven't seen it, but also oh. I'm really mad because it beat How to Train Your Dragon too. Yeah, I love that too. I love it too. I so really love I'm trying movie. to go in rationally and watch without Hero anger. 6. It's tough to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know what's what's even weirder is that out of those two, it's they're both T.J. Miller, so you can't even use that right? as a deciding right? factor. You just you're just like oh okay okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so nice. Then not Oscar nominated Horrible Bosses too. Okay, they so were robbed. You argued. <laughs> you argued that this is a great movie. Did you watch it? No, I said it was funny. It's funny. I didn't say it's a great movie. Okay, it has a, a scene between uh, the actors uh, Christoph Waltz mm-hmm. and Jonathan Banks. Okay, which is well, you said Christoph Waltz, so I have to just agree with whatever you're about to say. Yeah. Because I'm, he is a international treasure. Look, I'm going to tell you, I, I, based on the um, the blooper they chose for him during the credits, yes, it's one of those films where they put bloopers in the credits. Ooh. Uh, 
I don't think he had a lot of fun on set. Oh, wow. I'll put it that way. That sucks. Uh, but I do love that somehow a film got made that got those two actors together in a scene, yeah. even if just for like a minute. I, I really liked the first one, but I was really disappointed when I heard Bob Newhart wasn't coming back. Uh, you know, I maybe they didn't try hard enough. They should have tried harder. Yeah. Because I think he would have. I think there was a lot of good gags in this movie. Yeah. So okay. it's worth checking out, though. Yep. And then Oscar winning Whiplash. So I'm going to make a confession to both of you. You've not seen any films ever. <laughs> I've been lying this entire time. Holy crap. I've been only reading the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia page of yeah. movies of Which before they... do for that uh, Mexican movie that we reviewed? Nice. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I never even heard of Whiplash. Oh, okay. Before the Oscars. Never heard of it once i'm sure it came up in like the new releases one time when we were doing a show or maybe it even come up yeah. at a point where i wasn't on the show that week yeah i don't remember so yeah. i just i didn't even know anything about it yeah not to be a broken record but i could have seen it sundance <laughs> <laughs> i saw it in theaters before it was even like i knew it was a contender i um, just this was when i first got movie pass and i got movie pass at the exact perfect time to see when all, all these, of Oscar these movies nominees. came out yeah nice. and i was just seeing everything because i could and this was one of them and i was like yeah that's that's pretty good. Okay, cool. But I, I never thought, like, oh, yeah, these Oscar people are going to recognize no. it. Because I thought, like, this is such a tiny movie. They're not going to... That's I, pretty much how I feel about, like, 80% of the Oscar nominees this year. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a strange batch. Yeah. After watching all the stuff from the Oscars covering this movie, mm-hmm. um, I want to see it now. It's, yeah, it's so. really good. It's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you like drumming and music and yelling <laughs> and chair well, throwing. And, and, and I basically, between like, you just and, described everything I love in my life. Yeah. Between this and Birdman, like, jazz drumming... Getting a comeback. Yeah. Except Whiplash does it better. Uh, I don't want to argue, but... Uh, God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it does. Yeah. Okay. Man, just watch the last 15 minutes of it. It's, it's, it's poetry. Yeah, it's very, and it's just... It, it sticks with you. Okay. All right. On DVD only, we have Horse Camp. I mean, yeah. So, yay Dean Cain's in it. <laughs> I'm sorry I stepped on your joke, Tom. Can, should, no, should I give the incredible like synopsis of this movie? I mean, you could also just how, read the tagline. How clear it gets into it. What's the tagline? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it really small? Make yeah, it's super small. Make new friends and keep the old. What? <laughs> That's the tagline. That's the and tagline. then here's the here's the here's the synopsis. A group of young girls spend their summer at a horse camp. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Oh, is that man. it? I know everything about that movie. Yeah, was it? <laughs> That was the whole thing. Who's in it? I know. I just I already closed it. It's done. We're, let's move past it. Uh, wow. Next, we have something special, right? The Murder yeah. Man. Uh, this the is one of those man. that I I want you guys to try and guess what it's about. But I, I'll give you one piece of information. Oh, do you want the year that it came out, or do you want the lead actor? Ooh, year. You want the year? Yeah, right, let's do year. Okay, nineteen thirty-five. <laughs> oh shit. Take a guess. Okay. What is this oh, film called The Murder Man about? Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> you knew we were going to play this game. I know. I just wasn't ready. I, I, s- I didn't even read the thing. I want to say it's like a detective movie with Cagney or someone along those lines. And he's trying to find a guy who murders people. And he happens to be a man. Okay. Jordan. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Uh, mine is a, a cautionary preemptive tale from someone from the future about uh, how Hitler's going to come to power in Germany and we need to stop him. And no one listened. 
All right. Well, Tom's definitely closer. Aww. Spencer Tracy is the lead actor. Uh, a crime reporter gets even with two swindlers by framing one for the murder of the other. Huh. So he's the murder man. Bum, oh, bum. James Stewart is in it, too, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Then on Blu-ray, The Night They Raided Minsky's. Um, oh, I meant to... Do they have the alternate title for it on there, on the page that I linked? Sometimes being a nice girl is too much to... Bear. Is that... That's not the alternate title. Is that title. the tagline? That's probably the tagline. That's the alternate title. title is like the invention of the striptease or something. Oh, whoa. Because that's what this movie is about. <laughs> Right. From 1968. Ooh, also a musical. Okay. The Religious Dancer joins a burlesque show and events the striptease. It's supposed to be like a very funny comedy. So. Okay. Yeah. It's from William Friedkin. There you go. So there's that. So I think I figured out how I messed up on the whole, like, figure out what the movie's about. Because I think I flashed forward to the guess the ending part of our show. Oh, It's sure. my fault. Okay. Sorry. You were trying. I was trying too hard. Yeah. My bad. And on TVD, we have Sons of an Archie with the final season. Is this about Archie Comics? No, uh, Archie Bunker, right? It's like the yeah. final spinoff of, of Un-Archie. Of the, what was that called? All in the Family. Yep, but then uh, Archie's Place after that. Yeah. And then the Jeffersons and then uh, yes. whatever else. <laughs> it then, keeps uh, going. Well, they're really beating that big dog. Then the Adams and then... I don't know my presence. The Monroes? Now, yeah. The <laughs> Madisons. The Madisons. <laughs> The Polks. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, yeah. Tom, what should they do if they want to? So if you want to see any of those, and there's a few Oscar-nominated ones, so what the hell. Check out your local video store. And or Amazon. Yeah. All right. Uh, instead of a movie review, as we normally do, we're going to talk about the Oscars right after this. Hi there. I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Join me as I host the Oscars. It's looking like it's going to be an amazing show. Anything can happen. Anything. Neil Patrick Harris hosts the Oscars, live Sunday, February 22nd on ABC. All right, guys. Uh, where do we even want to begin? Can I, uh, Before we even start, yeah. I want to make a confession. <laughs> you never... Even have heard of the Oscars? Never in my before nope, this year. Nope. I've heard of the Academy Award. Oh, okay. I didn't know they were. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> You're like, I thought this was the Tonys. Every other time that I have ever paid attention to the Oscars, I've always watched highlights mm. on the internet, mm -hmm. looked at lists afterwards, mm -hmm. and then gone through like the nominated list and be like, oh, look at all these movies I've never heard of. Um, but I've never actually watched it from the beginning to the end. Oh, okay. You're not missing much. Yeah. That's what I learned. <laughs> It's true. It's I, very true. Uh, I can't tell you what happened 15 years ago, so it doesn't matter. Right, right. So I, Andrew may have seen this because we were going back and forth on Twitter about it during the show. Uh -huh. But I watch this the same way my father watches football games in that I start about an hour into it. <laughs> so that way I can fast forward through all the boring bits. But uh -huh. then you eventually get to the point where you've caught up to the present and then you're just shit out of luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was live tweeting it because uh, I wanted to watch it live. That's just this is what I wanted well. to do. Yeah, I mean you're watching it live anyway. Yeah, so uh, that was that was kind of fun, you know, yeah. seeing live Twitter reactions to things that were happening. I had Twitter open on my computer the entire I like show. I like being in a hole while I watch it and just have my own reaction to it. <laughs> cool. I yeah. can see that. 
<clears throat> and uh, e- even though, uh, I don't know, it-, it made me feel a little good that I made a joke and then uh, Dan Harmon retweeted a community writer who made the same joke two minutes after I did. So. <laughs> they stole it from I, you, I think obviously. I, I think I need to just walk in there and just go, I'm hired. Yep. yep. And you guys owe me money. Yeah, and uh, you owe me tweet money. Mm-hmm. Twitter money. That golden Twitter money. That golden bird. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's golden how eagle. Twitter isn't it, works. Isn't it a goose? That's how Twitter works. Isn't it a golden right? goose? Sure. Um, do I want to just start with, with, before you even get to the nominations and, and the winners and all that, the <laughs> the host, Neil Patrick Harris? I thought he did as best as he could with a really bad writing. Right. I mean, I was kind of glad that it was going to be Neil Patrick Harris. Did you go in with any... Well, here's the thing. I feel like I'm in a different camp. I don't care how entertaining the show is because, like I said earlier, you forget about it. Mm. So my whole thing, if of host is they have to be able to just transition the next thing and keep going because it's about giving out the awards not how well can this guy entertain us because 15 20 30 years ago you're not going to remember what happened unless it's like this big speech and so i didn't really care i felt like he was really good compared to like the last few hosts or like somehow you're like oh there's billy crystal there's mcfarland there's degeneres and oh i remember what they did and in a way, it feels self-involved and slows the show down for me. So, I was really impressed when they were able to like through thirty minutes get through the opening, an award and like a clip show package. So, I thought it moved really smoothly. I really, didn't really care about the jokes or the prediction box thing, but it was what it was. Oh, that was a long now, drawn out the, thing. The prediction box. Um, when he was doing it, I knew that it was a magic trick because mm-hmm. that's he's into magic tricks. Yep. And I could tell just from the way he was presenting it, it was like, oh, this is some kind of a magic trick. But it it didn't like it. It honestly didn't make sense until the very end when it was like, oh, and now I'm going to pull this out and read all the things that happened that I couldn't have known had happened mm-hmm. unless you know. And I was like, okay, yeah, so th- it is a magic trick. He essentially did a magic trick that took four hours. Like that was, yeah, yeah, that was really something. I don't know. It just feels if it feels like the and it, it even though you know Octavia Spencer was watching that box apparently uh, that's all she did. I I feel like it was super easy for them to put in whatever paper they needed to. I mean, I don't know what they do with the house lights in the academy. It looks like they're on the majority of the time, but mm. they could have easily lowered them at any point and just take, well, no, just open that, the back of the box. Yeah, that way that that box was designed. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, being a, a former magician. Yeah, uh, with uh, <laughs> smokes and mirrors and double-sided glass. I know, and, it's just like, yeah. it seems really easy to just slip something in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. I don't know, I saw someone on Twitter say like, oh, it was all scripted. And I was like, well, some of that was regarding the winners, so I don't think... And what they actually said in their speeches and... Yeah. I don't know. It was like, a little weird. The one part that I thought would be really easy for them to fake is John Travolta being a creep and touching Adina right. Mazzel's face. It's right. like that would then it would be like, oh, okay, he's not a bad guy. He was playing their joke. But no, 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 he's a creep. Yeah, yeah. So next Super. year they're going to have to present again, and they're going to have to make a joke about how he's a creep for touching ladies' faces, and he's going to have to do something else weird. Uh-huh. Every <laughs> it's a cycle now. We're in a cycle where John Travolta gets to keep presenting Oscars because he keeps being a weirdo and not being able to speak. That sucks. Uh, that's that's where we are. Pronounce things. I'm sad. So much simpler. And nobody could pronounce anything that night. Everyone yeah. was having trouble with Chiwetel Ejiofor. I just love how he gave up and said, "Here, you announce them." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's the. Uh, I think the. But going off what you're saying, Tom, I think in order to get the the best host, it's someone who who yeah who can move the show along. Someone who can. 
be funny, but not in the way. Yeah. Um, am I remembering wrong, or did John Stewart host the Oscars once? That was the year the Pardon won. Yeah. Uh, did Robin Williams host once? I'm now trying to remember all the uh, years that I remember. I don't think so, but probably in the eighties if he did. No, I'm pretty sure I'm remembering the time when he was a presenter because I'm trying to remember bits from past Oscar shows, and the the one that I remember is when. Um, Oh, what's his name? That that controversial documentary filmmaker, Michael Moore. Yeah, when he made some kind of a speech. Oh, that was Steve Martin's year because Steve Martin made the joke that they just helped him into the trunk of his car. Right, 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 right. That's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, a lot of other bits. And you mentioned the the montage. They were able to get to a, mon- a montage real quick. And I remember last year they had a ton of montages that had nothing to do with anything yeah. except yay movies. Yeah. Uh, but but this year uh, they had uh, in the form of yay movies they had a, a tribute to the sound of music. Yeah, it's like we're pretty much almost over. We got seven awards to go, but fuck it, let's throw it on. Yeah, uh, di- and and you did they do something like this last year? And I'm forgetting they did something for the Wizard of Oz because it was 75 years for that. I forgot who performed it, but. I remember they performed in like a backdrop and they had the movie or something. Do you remember this, Jordan? Uh, I don't watch the Oscars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, anyway, uh, it was, yeah, it just seemed very strange for them to very specifically go, Sound of Music, that one. We're going to honor that one. Yeah. Like what, if 70 years from now, we're going to be honoring Birdman by having someone play jazz drums on the stage? Like what, <laughs> what does this mean? You mean randomly bang things that don't have any rhythm yeah and then whatever whoever's the star at the time will be in a bird suit and jumping around like what yeah. it just feels uh it just feels wrong in a way where we're picking this one film and saying it's super great yeah. guys uh we're gonna honor it I it was know. pink oh pink did oh i remember yeah pink did uh wizard of oz she yeah, came down she... in the bubble right i don't I know remember I, this I told you i didn't watch it i remember this now. yeah Anyway. Anyway, it's just nice to remember your own history, I guess. I'm just trying to... They could have done uh, the 75th anniversary of Gone with the Wind and make it super awkward with 12 Years of Slave winning. Yep, they skipped over that. <laughs> oh, I meant to make a list... Uh, this is this is poor planning on my part. Of all the uh, in-memoriam people who were not in the... On the list. On the list that was uh, on the air. Yeah, like but Joan, the, uh, Joan Rivers. The Oscars said, oh, we you can watch it on the website... That was their big excuse. Oh, that's not good enough. <laughs> Joan Rivers wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert wasn't there. Roger Ebert was last year. Oh. Yeah, he was on last year what? on the memoriam. A lot of people went online and said all these people weren't there, uh, and a, a good percentage of them were on were last year. Okay. Because yeah. I thought we were going to see Philip Seymour Hoffman, but then I realized he, he his was last year as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. I wasn't wild about the memoriam either. It's like, let's just throw a picture of them up instead of showing the clips, which they usually do. Well, the way that they showed the picture was kind of like in in an art style kind of way. It was a little better than just like picture on black screen. Yeah, I mean, just show a clip so we know what these people did. Because you get to like these random like editors or something. It's like, who are they? Yeah, that's how I felt exactly. Like all of the actors... I understood, and I was like, "Oh yeah," but anyone who wasn't an actor, they kind of—I had no idea why they were important. They kind of hinted, like with the little art style drawings that they did. There was one one guy popped up, and an X-wing was in the corner. I was like, "Oh okay, he worked on Star Wars." Okay, okay, someone paid attention. Yeah, I was checking Twitter. Yeah, I know. 
You were watching the clips. Yep. You're like, boring. Next clip. Next clip. Next. <laughs> no joke. When it got boring, I paused it. Uh-huh. Waited. And then waited, 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 and then fast forward. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm trying to make sure we hit all the show stuff before we get into the real nitty-gritty nominee winner. Um, I made a joke that kind of had the same thing happen on Twitter that you did. Oh, okay. Where I said, uh, maybe it's in the contract when you work with Wes Anderson that you have to thank him first when oh, you win yeah. an Oscar for one of his movies. Because mm-hmm. no joke, that kind of felt like a cult. <laughs> that kind of felt like, I need to thank him or he's going to kill my family. I, That's how I Wes think, Anderson is, though. Yeah, I think I'd be grateful. I'd yeah. be very grateful to him. I'm su- yeah, I got that, but it was just, it kind of felt, Drilled into them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and every time they cut to him, he was doing the the, the same, same look, pose like until the last pleasing. one. He switched his pose, yep. and that was that was funny. He just had this like benevolent "you're pleasing me" look yeah. on his face. I mean, he should be the next Bond film, right? Yeah. Bond villain. Oh my god! I yeah. would love to see that new Bond film with Wes Anderson. Yeah, that'd be me too. That'd be really interesting. Yep. Where he finds but instead of fun. living in like a dark, scary place, it's He's like got a bright, a beautiful shiny house, house yeah. that's all symmetrical. Yeah, oh, and like yes. the, when they introduce his character, it like goes through the house uh-huh. room by room. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I want this now. <laughs> Little label pops up and says "villain." Villain. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you see that he's holding the label and he just <laughs> throws it off screen. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, so uh, good. Free ideas here. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right. Oh, we getting to the nitty gritty now? I mean, oh, so I wanted to to talk to Jordan. A, we did not talk about this last week. Oh, I feel like I did something wrong. When we watched Kingsman. Oh. Um, and there was a scene in Kingsman involving the uh, a person being handed a gun. Yep. And that gun is pointed at a dog. Yes. And I, that I was fucked me up. I, I, I and when I was sitting in the theater watching that, I remember thinking to myself, I'm gonna have to apologize to Jordan. Yeah. I'm gonna have to apologize. Yes, you are. And then of course the scene goes on and everything's fine. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You should have seen me in the theater because I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting in the street. I was, it was not talking. Hmm. Sitting in the seat, and I was like, he's not gonna do it. <laughs> He's, he's, no, he's not going to do it. He won't do it. He won't do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but connecting that to what I want to talk about now, uh, I dogs. Have a, I have an extreme I understand that, but animals. this feels as tangential as a few of those speeches. I'm, bring, I'm bringing <laughs> it back to dogs. Um, Feast one yep. for best oh, animated okay. short. Yep. Ooh, we got it back. We got it back. All right. Um, and I'm super happy. Me too. About that. I love that short. Tom, did you watch any of the other shorts? Uh, I didn't have time this year. Okay. Uh, but you did see Feast, right? No. Oh. oh. Oh, that's right. He didn't see Big Hero 6. Yeah, because it was before Big it Hero 6. It played in the theaters before Big Hero 6. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a very moving short. That was insane. Yeah. So they kill a dog. Is that what no? I it's it's a uh, the, the the feast is about a a dog that that uh, believes in love. That's yeah. what I'm gonna tell it's you right basically, now. It's basically it's basically life through the eyes of a dog that eats a lot of stuff. Oh. But it's yeah. a it's it's well done in ways that it shouldn't be that that well done. Okay. Yep. And it looks beautiful. It's yeah. Just, it's really it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Everyone needs to see it. I mean, you can just go online and see them now, right? All the shorts. Yeah, I know they have, like, Shorts HD puts out, like, the programs every year for a few 99 or something. Okay. Cool. 
All right. So moving on, uh, let's talk about screenplays. Mm-hmm. Uh, in adapted screenplay, mm-hmm. uh, the winner was Imitation Game. Right. Uh, which which I liked Imitation Game a lot. I wanted it to win a lot more awards. It didn't. Uh, we'll get to those. But uh, what do you guys think in this category? I thought there was a lot of strong ones. I don't get how Inherent Vice got two nominations this year, but good for it. <laughs> Um, it really didn't seem like a contest because I already predicted Birdman, so script, best picture, so that's that. Well, Birdman was original script. So yeah. This is Wait, adapted. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm Imitation is adapted. Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong part. Although, yeah. although I felt like some of the nominees in original should have been ad- in adapted, and I felt like they were yeah. only there because there was too many in adapted already. It, yeah, there was some strange things, um, but I, I just brought it up because I wanted to, if you guys had any thoughts on his uh, Graham Moore's uh, speech. Uh, that was my favorite night. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. F- very uh, powerful and surprising, I'd say. Yeah. In a totally unexpected. Yeah, yeah especially after that one chick earlier <clears throat> said, "Let's talk about suicide." Who? What? There, I forget who it was, but somebody said we should be talking about oh, it was suicide the more. It was the ball dress because yeah. their their uh, their short film that they won for was about the suicide hotline oh, for veterans. Oh, the hotline prevention. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was an interesting continuity. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then an original screenplay. But talking to uh, speaking to what Jordan's talking about, uh, Foxcatcher, original screenplay. That's so weird. Even though it's based on true events? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah, if it won, I would have called total bullshit. Me too. I would have uh, been really upset. But but instead, of course, Birdman won Best Original Screenplay. Uh, I think it's really good Nightcrawler got in there. Yeah. yeah. Nightcrawler has a really good script. It's too bad uh, Jake Gyllenhaal couldn't have gotten an acting right? nomination he was amazing that. in that movie. That was yeah. weird because he kept popping off. Like, I think he got a BAFTA, a Golden Globe, a few other things. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? And who beat him out? Like, Bradley Cooper or something? How do you think uh, the Boyhood screenplay reads? Is it like yes, it's like continued in two years? Like two years later, he writes the next transition. part. Right, boy sits in his room, drinks beer. <laughs> yeah, because because definitely he couldn't have written the um, the part with the, nope. the Obama signs, right? B- b- you know that early. Fill on. fill in uh, fill in president con- contemporary touchstone. Yeah. In yeah. scene right Put here. That hero play, song on. play music that's popular right now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Like that's especially if like any of the actors died, they would have had to alter the script a ton. Well, the daughter wanted to be killed off. Really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. That's she probably got tired of doing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she is the with the director's daughter. Right. So. Yeah. I thought she, she was, was great like, in the film, Dad, though. I'm done. I know. I fucking <laughs> hate this. And you can tell because as he gets older, she's in the film less. Well, she goes to college. Yeah, I, I understand. But yeah. That's their excuse, yeah. <laughs> college equals death. That's yep. the reality of mm-hmm. life. So he dies at the end. Exactly. Uh, John dies. He goes, he goes to heaven. You can't tell. Oh, that's what the... That's what the rocks and the... So it's basically like the tree of life, mm-hmm. but more literal. Yep. Uh, what do I want to talk about <laughs> next? I'm interested... Uh, continue on and we'll see if we get to it but I, I'll have a question for you if we don't cover it I, I don't know what you're about to say what do you think about best actor oh uh, terrible oh, right uh, Eddie Redman yeah, Redman yeah 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 yeah. the worst the worst the worst it's decision just, I've ever seen in because, my life because you text you did the the post on Twitter afterwards because we just recently watched did you watch Jupiter Ascending I don't remember no oh so we did and he is abhorrent in that movie. Yeah, but yeah. He's ridiculous in that movie. 
So I understand that you've got to look at every piece of work as an individual thing and not compare it to others. But it's just so weird to have that in my mind and then to see him to go up on stage and accept an award. Well, and also, I mean, people were saying like on the red carpet or whatever, like, oh, you had such a twinkle in your eye. And it's like, well, he, I don't see that's that wasn't like acting. Like he right. just, he, he, he pretended to have this really horrible disease, yeah. this really horrible, you know, ailment. And he had to sit in a wheelchair. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, to me, he didn't pull it off. That's all that I'm Well, saying. it's kind of like the whole thing that physical equals best. Like, that's what Daniel Day-Lewis did with My Left Foot yeah. or Daniel Day-Lewis with There Will Be Blood. Like, it's all about who's the shoutiest, who's the most visually different. And physically, like, as someone who's done a lot of physical therapy, mm. what he did is actually really tough to do physically. Yeah. I, I guess I just I don't see it as though as acting though I see like there's more if, than just if your an actor body. put himself into a box and like we filmed that for an hour and said here's a movie like well, yeah, okay that was the Ryan Reynolds movie <laughs> and it didn't win any awards did it <laughs> no. uh, was this this was the only thing that Theory of Everything took right yeah yep yeah so that's that's another thing that I I'm I mean I'm glad that it didn't win anything else because I don't think it deserved any awards I thought it was boring by the book you know uh, just. Well, I just thought, typical, like in every sense of the word. Well, I enjoyed it, even though I thought it was by the book, so <clears throat> I guess we differ in that one. Um, and that's not even like, I'm not even going to say, I mean, I think if anything, Felicity Jones was better than him in in the film. Yeah, right. She could move her foot. <laughs> Dang. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Michael Keaton should have won, guys. I don't know. He's not my favorite part of Birdman. Was that Edward Norton? Are Emma Stone, oh, okay. the one who won the Lego Oscar. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess uh, out of those choices, I'd go Michael Keaton or Benedict Cumberbatch. That's just me personally. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Imitation Game was, was better than I thought it was going to be, and I think a lot of that was on was on him. Right. But, at, you know, at least it got the, the writing, I think. It's important that it got something. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I just can't believe, like, Eddie Redmayne. If anything, like I don't think he's going to win another Oscar in his career. Is that a weird thing for me to say? Uh-uh. I not. It's no diss on him or anything like that. It's just I, I can't see him like coming back to interesting roles. Yeah, or it, like it that. feels like this was just an amalgamation of the, all the different blip. factors yeah. that just came up to like, no, he was in the right place in the right role yeah. about the right person during the right time when other people wanted to vote for that type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think he's a bad actor, but I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's what a world we live in where Eddie Redmayne has an Oscar and Leo Di- DiCaprio does not. Right. Like I, I, that's still my argument on everything. <laughs> like he should have won this year, even though he wasn't nominated for anything. Yeah. They should, well, I mean, he got a Lego Oscar, I'm sure. Someone brought I, one. I saw something that blew my mind of like, in about 30 years, what if there's a movie where someone plays Leonardo DiCaprio and it's about his life, no, no, no. about how he, he did all these amazing movies and he was so well loved, and, but he never won an Oscar and about how that affected his life and his career and how he ultimately like died really unhappy because he never achieved it. And then that dude... <laughs> wins an Oscar well, then, for doing that. In that version of the story that Leo's already dead because if he was alive watching another guy win an Oscar for playing him, <laughs> he would probably kill himself. At that point. He would just right. be like, 
Oh, I hope he's dead when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, otherwise he would. Oh man! Wow! I, if oh, boy, imagine that—that's that. that's terrifying. <laughs> I said this last year. If we do that, Jim Carrey has to play Martin Scorsese. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll have that. I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Um, Is he also going to play Matthew McConaughey though? Uh, I don't. He know. needs to. I don't know, but when Jim Carrey put on his glasses last year, he looked a lot like Martin Scorsese. Oh, I agree with you. Yes, but he's just doing such an amazing job in those Lincoln commercials. I feel like he has to play Matthew McConaughey too. Sure, why not? We'll just we'll just Eddie Murphy it. We'll just give him suits, and he can change into different people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, let's jump back. Uh, documentary feature. Uh, I actually watched uh, Finding Vivian Mayer. Yeah, I thought it was a piece of shit. I enjoyed it. It's like, oh, this lady is a bad person. And she's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. And who knows what she was doing. Yeah, after a while it just became like, let's say, fuck it, this lady's a bitch. Yeah? Yeah. It was not interesting to go on about gossiping about this lady. Well, okay. It started off interesting, but then it was like, she's a bitch. I mean that's your takeaway. <laughs> what? That wasn't yours? I think she was a little harsh. I wouldn't I wouldn't use I wouldn't call her a bitch. <laughs> you just did. I wouldn't. Uh but Citizen Four won, uh which yeah. I was interested in but uh didn't I get think, a chance to see. I think anywhere. that says more amount amount about like the actors who are voting than it does about like the movies themselves. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? You mean what they're interested in? The, no, the political. Oh, just the political. The political side of it. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, well, uh, last year was a safe bet, and Twenty Feet from Stardom went over Active Killing, which is one of the best documentaries of the decade. Huh. Okay. Uh, and and I I mean Netflix put a lot of money into getting Varunga uh, yeah. everywhere, but that didn't and work out for them. It's annoying because HBO's like, you know what? We're going to play Citizen 4, but you're going to see it after it wins the Oscar. <laughs> so basically when you listen to this episode, you can watch it on HBO. Oh, cool. Uh, speaking of things that you can watch right now that won an Oscar, Ida, the best foreign Ida. picture winner. I love that Ida. movie. Ida, Ida? Ida, Ida. Okay. Ida, Ida, if you're ignorant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but yeah, that's on Netflix. Yeah, didn't that beautiful. movie? Didn't that movie come out in 2013, though? Which one? Ida. Not according to the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some interesting rules with that where uh, it just needs to be shown like in America in the At year? a certain I time? Okay. They did that too with it, another movie. I can't remember what it is right now. Because it says that it came out in 2013 other places, but in France uh-huh. it actually came out in 2014. Uh-huh. So maybe it has to show that in year country. in its country. But it's like Danish. I Polish. Polish. Right. I don't know. I'll just say a country and yeah. look at Tom. Maybe maybe it was country. just like, hey, it came out in a country in 2014. It's viable. Yeah, I just love in his speech. He's like, hey, my Polish friends, you can drink now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's the one who beat the uh, the playoff music. Yeah, it's like, oh, goody. Playoff yeah, pretty music. Great. Uh, all right. Let's let's talk about uh, what supporting actress, which Tom has some controversial opinions about. Um, or just about what she said. Well... She According talks to, to talk, but I wanted her to walk the walk, basically. So Patricia Arquette won she's for be- Best Supporting Actress. I, I had no problem with what she said on stage, but she kind of muddied her stance when she continued to talk about it backstage. No, I didn't, I didn't hear what she said backstage. What did she say backstage? Let me look it up. Okay, well, we'll talk about the other nominees real yeah. quickly. Laura Dern for Wild, Kira Knightley, Imitation Game, Emma Stone, Tom said earlier. And, of course, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep wins in the Meryl Streep category for Meryl Streeping. Yeah, she's up to 19. 
I, she's not even that great as the witch. I don't I even understand what, what's going on and here. And she wasn't even the lead actress in August Osage County. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What was up with that? Uh, but I think out of these, uh, yeah, Patricia Arquette was a good, yeah. good choice. Either that or Emma Stone. I'll agree with you on that. She was really good in that film. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Keira Knightley or Laura Dern did anything revolutionary. In yeah, Laura Dern just shows like I'm gonna die now. Pretty much. Yeah, what, what you said backstage. So she sure says. So the truth is, even though we all sort of feel like we have equal rights in America, right under the surface there are huge issues that are applied that really do affect women. And it's time for all the women in America and all the men that love women and all the gay people and all the people of color that we've all fought for to fight for us now oh no whoa hold on <laughs> yeah whoa. Oh, you're up. like you're like yo yeah okay okay I'm whoa with you. Great. Good. Hey. oh whoa like hey you owe us <laughs> that's oof okay. right well, well i'm i'm not even comedy on that i'm just talking about her speech whenever i say something on her but but i also uh think tom if you're referring to just the fact that uh before this speech she she didn't in in all of her other appearances, she didn't make any mention of any of this. Nope. Well, this is just a sudden thing that... Yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't paid attention, so if I'm wrong, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if she if she makes good, if she pushes forward with yeah. uh, fighting for equal pay and all that, great. I mean, I think, if anything, uh, I just think it's good. She was up there. She was on the stage. She had a platform for speaking, and she used it for something good. I yep. just wish she, more, she personalized it more and Maybe. It feel more than an arbitrary soapbox. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see that because a lot of other people who spoke about issues that need to be talked about, yeah. they did it from a personal standpoint. From the except, heart, yeah. except for the people that are just like, let's talk about suicide. Uh, well, and except for Jared Leto last year, who just said his band's <laughs> name. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's 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 modern Jesus, so I don't have a problem with him. <laughs> he needs to get out. <laughs> he needs to go away. Yeah. Have you watched? I, I follow him on Twitter. He is super interesting to follow on Twitter. Why does he? He's do we just reach it? yeah. He's just okay. out there. That's like you can the... you can tell that he has enough money and popularity to where he just does whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He is the adult version that is not stupid of Jaden Smith. Because okay. have you seen Jaden Smith's Twitter? Oh, that wow. is horrible. That is I... the weirdest. Like, I'm sorry. Just because you're famous. At a certain age, the internet needs to be taken away from children. Because I remember when I was like going through puberty, mm. there was a bunch of stuff that I was saying and thinking and doing that I did not need to share with the world and did not need to be like reconfirmed back to me and like reinforced into me as a person. I just needed to go through it, move on, and evolve as a person. Yeah. And right now, the internet is now this black mirror to talk about a show that I really love. I that is just reflecting these horrible traits and ideas and stuff back at people and making them feel like they're important and that they need to reaffirm them in themselves. And people like... Uh, Jared what's Leto? Jared Leto, thank you. Jaden Smith, like all these different <laughs> J names mess me up. Uh, my own J name, of course, yeah. mess, always messes me up. Uh, he posts like interesting stuff and like beautiful photography and you can just tell he's someone who has money and loves to do interesting things. Yeah. So, more of that, please. <laughs> yeah. That's just take issues like, oh, I'm underpaid, and that's the impression I got anyway from Okay, yeah, I can it's see like, that. You make quite a bunch of money for basically playing dress-up. Mm. And you got like a big old expensive swag bag. <laughs> yeah, that swag bag. Uh, but yeah, this was something that um, uh, maybe she was inspired because of, uh, I remember there was a recent story about Charlize Theron found out something... A, a male co-star was making more money than her, and so she played hardball to get the exact same amount of pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
I mean, it, it is a real issue, but yeah, it would have been nice if she she tied it to uh, like something that was uh, close to real experiences. For yeah. Her. Uh, and if she had not said that thing backstage where oh she said, hey, guys, we fought for you. Not now because it was right, time. but because we want payback. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> Whew. Uh, all right. Where have we left Anything on? else to focus on? I mean, b- Best Actress, Julianne Moore. I haven't seen Still Alice. I love Still Alice. I think she deserved it. Of course, that's one of those. She's been around long enough, so let's give her an award. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and you also uh, do you think that Reese Witherspoon didn't get it because you didn't? I mean, did you not like? Did you like Wild? Um, I was enthusiastic about Wild. I really wanted to come up with a good Wild joke just now, but you were wild about Wild. Of, yeah, but I wanted to find a word that wasn't quite wild, but okay. not quite mild. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she had won an Oscar before, so perhaps that was what yeah. people were thinking. You know, yeah. Uh, even though it's it's a really good movie, and she's yeah, really good I, in it. I, I still need to see it. Uh, I I saw uh, to to continue our whole talking about Twitter while talking about Oscars thing. Um, I saw a great joke of um, someone said uh, in like a make believe situation. Hey, we did a really good job on our our makeup and hairstyling, our costume design and production design this year. We're totally gonna kill it at the Oscars. And then person two goes, Yeah, but Wes Anderson put out a movie this year. And the other person goes, Fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Because every single time he puts out a movie, doesn't he sweep those categories? No, that's the first time. This is the first time he's gotten all of them? At most, he's gotten screenplay nominations before. Okay. Yeah, but this year, I think he really... He deserved it. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful really movie. Great. Yeah. Uh, I I was going to mention another Twitter thing I did. But, well, just, just I noticed that... So Jared Leto was a presenter. That's future Joker. And mm-hmm. then later on, Ben Affleck. And that's future Batman. Yep. Like, <laughs> so. Did you notice? Hold on. Oh, do, yeah, the, do the the inception of Birdman to Batman. Do the Birdman Batman. So inception. so <clears throat> so original Batman received an award for a movie that is technically about Batman from current Batman. Yeah, that's crazy uh-huh. and uh, totally planned. And if no one thought that was planned, then they need to. Take yeah, a long, hard look in the I'm mirror. I'm just not accepting yet that Ben Affleck's Batman, so that didn't cross my mind. Yeah, but see, I didn't think Heath Ledger would be a good Joker, and that no, it's just that blew I my mind. Think about it. Oh, okay. It's just because it's not out yet. He's, yep, yeah. that's the thing. I, I hold judgment until it's out. But if you don't think about it, then yeah, it doesn't even exist. Yeah. Uh, so let's also talk the first award given away of the night: supporting actor. Call your mama. <laughs> I don't think this was too much of a surprise. Yeah. I wouldn't know because I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, I mean, but there was a lot of buzz uh, around J.K. Simmons' performance. Um, uh, I believe it was J- John Hodgman. I can't remember who tweeted this, but someone tweeted, like, I don't know who J.K. Simmons was supporting in that movie, but good good thing he won. Like, almost like dissing <laughs> yeah. Miles, Miles Teller. And I, I yeah, was Miles thinking, like, Teller. that's a little unnecessary. Uh, Miles Teller got shafted for awards. He literally played those drums. Yeah. Like, that's not even... That's, That's not even physical. acting. That's beyond well, acting. He, no, I think it was the fact that because just how J.K. Simmons treated him, yeah. that, yeah, there was no support going on there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I get I, and, Yeah, but it still felt like an unnecessary diss from someone who I don't think of as a disser. I, like, I don't think it was a diss. I think it was just a joke on the fact that he wasn't really a supportive character yeah. as far as the writing, I, I remember even though he was a good actor. People have film. made those jokes in years past about other 
actors where it's like, why are they in the supporting? And it's probably just because they thought they would get a better chance of being nominated if they were in supporting mm. rather than the, the lead. Uh, well, I don't think J.K. Simmons could have pulled off yeah. the lead role in this I movie. I think they just <laughs> wanted to recognize him because he's been around so long. He's been a charming little fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we all know that he really won for his portrayal of J. J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson right? Yeah, that's right. Of course. Yeah, and uh, I I was always a little mad that Robert Duvall was on there. I was like, why, why is he nominated? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't like He yelled judge. his way through that movie. Yeah, I know. I don't. He yelled and shit and vomited and his died way through his that way movie. through that movie. That's yeah. really all the movie's about? Basically. From the He's... person who brought us the change up, that's really the only thing in that movie? <laughs> mm-hmm. How did Robert Downey Jr. get tricked into that movie, or did or did he really he, feel like because because did someone he really feel no someone sat him down and went, dude, you've been making a lot of superhero movies. Do you need to remind people that you can do normal it's, acting? It's the same thing with that Zach Galifianakis movie he did that Plane Trains and Automobiles rip off. Forget what's called. Oh, due date. Due, due date. date. Yeah, and then and then also his appearance in Chef, which is a good movie from what yeah. I understand. Well, no, his appearance in Chef is great. Yeah. I think. That was fine, mm-hmm. but this is not fine. The judge yeah. is not fine. I just feel like these are like little. I'm judging like, the judge. When it order. comes down to it, when someone's like filling their coffers from all the money they're making as an actor, when they yeah, they when they've got a good run, they're like, "Oh, I've got to make an alimony payment this month. I'm going to do this movie." I don't even think Robert Jun- Downey Jr. had to make any payments. I think I he joke. honestly did enjoy the script or something. Like, I think he wanted to be in a courtroom again. I guess. You know? You know, he missed it, and right. he didn't want to crash a car, so right. he thought... He didn't oh, want to actually movie. have to commit a crime. He wanted to be up there talking. Yep. <sighs> I think if if uh, no one wants to talk about anything else, we'll, we'll go right to Best Picture. Okay, before we do that, I just got to say, I noticed on, on the Twitterverse that everyone was complaining about the musical number, numbers, and even you guys brought up Sound of Music. Yeah. I for one actually enjoy Lady Gaga's music because oh, I've yeah. I've seen her work before she got pop eulerized. Well, I didn't. I was very impressed by her performance, okay. but I disliked it for a few reasons. Mostly the background just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. She didn't really do anything memorable. She just came out and sang, which is fine. But yeah. also, the show was running long, and it's like we yeah, have right. To it's, this up. it's really weird how they have these long segments of like really bad jokes and segments where they're like, hey, you're watching the box, right? And then they, they try to cut people off of speeches and then they have these long performances. I agree. People really need to be able to edit this shorter. But I enjoyed them just on the standpoint of like uh, apparently uh, Glory had been done at the Grammys before. See, I didn't watch that either. And people were like, oh, yeah, because no one's ever seen Gloria performed on stage before. Mm. And I personally had it. And I Neither thought it I. was I thought it was amazing, yeah. a beautiful performance, yes, very moving. It, uh, the performances of all the songs uh, were pretty standard. But then Glory got this really big, wow. big performance. And then Chris Pine cried? Oh, everybody Which was Chris, crying. But Chris no, Pine, yeah. He was the big cryer. Yeah, he was yeah. a single tier guy to quote Whiplash. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, that went on to win. Uh, good thing you brought yeah, that up because right. it, it won the uh, best original yeah, song. And I the love their speeches. Right Someone said something really funny where they were like, well, you know how common is more a musician than an actor these days, uh, but he's the only person that actually prepared like a well 
organized speech because mm-hmm. his speech was very eloquent mm-hmm. and it was really good. And John Legend said some good stuff too, yeah. which we don't need to go into here, but just watch it if you haven't. It, they said some yeah. cool stuff. I'm sorry. I, I said that all the other songs were just uh, okay. Everything is Awesome was a great performance right. as well. That because well, they Will went all out for, I think for that and for Glory, the other ones, it was just someone on stage singing. Yep. Well, my big takeaway is Lego Oscars and Mark Mothers bought from Devo, who I'm just a fan of Devo, so it was great to see him out there. Nice. Yeah. Also, I was a sucker for the Tim McGraw performance, so <laughs> that's just me. I liked how simple it was. Yep. And I liked the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of country music, but I, I enjoyed that too. Yeah. All right. Best picture. Tom, were you surprised? Um, not really, because I'm surprised. I would have been surprised a month ago, but not now, because Birdman, for some reason, has won everything. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, it's won everything, so it's going to win Best Picture. You mean at other award shows? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much the only thing it lost was Golden Globes. It lost to Grand Budapest. Oh, okay. It just made me realize that I need to watch this movie. For better or for worse. Like, yeah. Whether or not I'm going to like it, it's got so much buzz around it, I need to watch it. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure why it was a frontrunner, though. It's just so crass and vulgar in a way that I didn't expect the Oscars to be. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, but yeah, I think that's part of the charm. Like, it's really, yeah. it's, it, it's, it all goes into the whole, um, because the, the film is, is, is as one single take. You don't see the cuts. That's pretty awesome. Um, that that means that you have to take these characters good and bad. So mm-hmm. you see you see like everything they do. Well, at least everything Michael Keaton does because that's who it follows for the most of the time. Right. And so you you get this really full portrait of you know who he is and what what he wants and uh, it's yeah it's really it's a good movie. So it got down and dirty with the character. Yeah, that's yeah. What, I think that's what you're meaning is that it's crass. Well, it just has a lot of weird sex jokes in it. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's an acting thing. Yeah, but compared to like all the other Oscar winners, like they're more tame and straightforward, not mm. really going for edgy stuff. Hmm. Then the whole last act where he becomes Birdman's a little <laughs> aggressive is like, didn't think old people would be into that. Well, maybe they were tricked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they fell asleep towards the end of the movie and so, didn't know that that It happened. all goes back to the review when you said, oh, it's going to win because it's a movie about movies. And I thought you were an idiot for saying that. <laughs> Damn. That, was your, the that was your theory. No, you told me. But I, ad- I took yeah. it on. It's like, you're an idiot. This movie's not going to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just sweeps. It just yeah. Sweeps. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Something bad will come out. <laughs> Something better will come out. Yeah, like American snipers. You're you're just sitting there crossing your fingers like, please, something better come out. No, I'm not disappointed by its win. I wasn't in love with it, but I can tolerate it. Um, You can understand why it would win. On on another uh, podcast I listen to called Malton on Movies. I listen Uh, to that, too. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Malton was talking about how he hates the term snubbed. He, he hates the term snub because in his mind, uh, when people say snubbed, they're imagining that all the Oscar delegates, delegates got into a room and said, yes, we're going to snub this film, Ooh, uh, which yeah. he doesn't like that connotation behind the word. I, I take a little issue with that because I, I understand snubbed as as it means it's it's more of like a, an accident, but not, not really. Yeah. And it, 
especially I notice a lot of people who have been in any industry for a while, they kind of get stuck on the old meanings of words. And as someone who is really into language and, and the way it's used, um, I've taken a lot of classes on, you know, the evolution of language, like contemporary meanings of words are completely different. They were even five years ago. Mm -hmm. So to sit there and be like, well, this was the original meaning of the word. So I don't like that they're using this word in this way. Like, I'm sorry, it's not used that way anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I, in a sense I can, I can agree with like, yeah, saying something was snubbed is kind of a dumb thing to say. Right. Just in a general sense. But uh, at the same time, part of an argument that he had on a, on a recent episode was that um, when there are, when there's the possibility of having 10 best picture nominees and there's only up to five best directors, we're always going to say, oh, five di- directors were snubbed. And I don't think that's true, though. Right. He's, he's saying that that's true. And I don't think that's true. Tom, what, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, just the, the disparity of numbers between, like, if you have, you know, 10 of one and five of the other. Is, isn't there, before, before you get into it, Tom, isn't there an actual, like, hard limit for each of the categories? Yeah, fi- it's generally yeah. five, but then for, for Best Picture, it's ten. Well, They're then how could they 10. be snubbed when, no, that's only the number we could fit. But they mean snubbed in the sense that, like, oh, why don't we raise directors to ten? And then all ten directors from the pictures well, get... Then it gets ridiculous. Yeah, it's got an, it just keeps escalating. Yeah. Because I, I meant I, to look into the this. The other categories are five. Why not just make everything five? Yeah, I don't know why Best Picture is ten. They upped it to ten. It's Dark Knight thing. It's like, oh, it didn't yeah. get nominated, so we need to up <laughs> it up and nominate okay. a wider variety of they, stuff. They want, they want to, yeah, it's a... Uh, they don't want to just be like an elite group. They want people. They want normal people who go to see movies to have seen a movie that gets nominated. Well, they got it wrong this year. Well, that's I, yeah, dumb. Pretty much. That's it, super dumb. It is pretty dumb. It's it's not a great reason, uh, but I think at the same time, I don't think that if a movie is considered best picture, that means that it automatically is a best director. Yeah. In the same way that because a movie's best picture doesn't mean every actor should get a nomination in that film. Right. Yeah. Because movies, just like anything else, are the sum of their parts. Exactly. And. Yeah. Not every part in that sum is as amazing as any other. Yeah, part. I mean, and even if you look at the 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 writing, uh, uh, Nightcrawler got nominated for writing, didn't get nominated for anything else, picture, director, right. or actor, and w- why not? And I feel like he should have been an actor. And and, it's, and obviously, it wasn't just the writing that was so good in that right. film that we right. enjoyed, you know, the the parts of. Yeah. And so it gets to the point where, and I I should have looked this up. I'm sorry, but the. Whether or not in past years when there was only five, five and five, if there was any uh, differing where it there was, was a lot of that. Yeah, where the act, the directors didn't always match up with the best picture. Right. Like Foxcatcher's not a director, but no picture. Ex- yeah, I mean that's that that's should be proof alone that there's not yeah. the snubbing doesn't work that way, and it's it's kind of a ridiculous concept. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's just I, I wanted to speak to that because because I. At the same time that I kind of like that they opened it up for more nominees, I I think if they would have kept it simpler, then that just you know makes everyone else. It would have been they, better. Nobody in the cares. Long run. Like nobody cares that much, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and and it, this one it, this year, I think it only just helped to uh, you know put the put the coal on the fire for the, the everyone being mad about Selma. Thing. Yeah, because Selma did get Best Picture nominated, but n- you know nothing else except for song. Right. And so people see that as kind of like a token nomination in a sense, uh, wow. yeah. which I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a very good movie and I, I above a couple of these other best picture nominees, certainly. Um, but this just allows people to have the argument, you know, it, uh, whether or not it's, it's true or false that it should have gotten nominations for acting as well, mm-hmm. uh, which good acting in it. But this is, this is the Oscar, uh, 
you know, the uh, the voters are a different crowd. It's this a different is, crowd. This is the other thing that kind of bothered me, and maybe I'm going to get a lot of trouble for saying something like oh, this. Here we go. Oh. But everyone said that, like, the Oscars were really white this year, but yeah. I noticed a lot of people of other countries won awards, like Mexican and Spanish descent. But yeah, I guess it, they don't count as a different color it, than white. Well, Alejandro G. Like, Iñárritu. Right. right? Like, He's not white. It was like 80% white in all the acting and other categories that they thought mattered instead of looking at like all technical or wow the fact that lauren portress won I think best documentary and she's a woman so yeah know. yeah that's that's something but yeah. the, but we're we're in a society that wants to look at the faces which is the actors and actresses yeah and not even yeah. the director in the case of, of inaritu who who yeah. won so much right uh but i you know, I yeah. I almost can't disagree with the. Yeah, I was, mean, like, sure, mix it up a little, but yeah, that's was, but when you look at who's voting, when you look at you know, right. they, they throw that stat out, you know, eighty eighty percent white and seventy percent male. I think that's the real problem that people have with it is not who's actually in the running, but who's voting on it. And that's, yeah, but that's because it doesn't represent us. Yeah. yeah, did you see that in the Hollywood Reporter last week? There was some brutally honest voter who said Selma had no art, and then they gave reasons for all these other movies. Like, I turned off Inherit Advice, American Sniper is this great movie. Imitation Games should win Best Picture, but not Director. It's like, he had reasons for everything to just sound like an old crank. Right. Yeah, That was. those are some good... Um, uh, interviews. Uh, maybe I'll put a, a link in the description. Okay. I'm gonna start Lincoln. putting more more links in the description. Uh, the the Hollywood Reporter did some interviews with Oscar voters where they nice. they they stayed anonymous enough. Uh, they didn't use their names, but like the the one that I read had the guy was referencing. He's like, oh yeah, I know. Uh, who did he name? He was like, yeah, I know so and so, and I called him up and I said, hey, you're nominated. Like he was like <laughs> bragging that he knew somebody to this reporter wow. who couldn't wow. give a shit. Like I'm sure. Who just was like, "This is great. This guy's an asshole. I'm going to write this, and this is going to be That's super incredible." Great. Yeah. yeah, it's just like these these people are, you know. And there was um, a couple of years back, Entertainment Weekly did a great run where they interviewed some unlikely, you know, people who you wouldn't think are Oscar voters, including a nun. There's like this nun who they send screeners to because she's in the Academy because all the a bunch of years ago she was in a movie with Elvis. Really? Yeah, and wow. she's still an Oscar voter. That's she's really a nun now. weird. She's a, an old nun, and she's watching. You know, they send her a DVD player because she doesn't even have that. They That's just that. send her all this so that she can. That vote. is insane. Yeah. Wow. So it's <sighs> it's uh, if if we're really going to hold up, you know, the Oscars as like the be all and end all of movie awards, then maybe we should start re- reconsidering that in the sense that the people who are voting for them don't represent the the people who now are a part of what you know makes movies great. Do we do we even want to touch? The time when Sean Penn went off script? Because that was a horrible thing to say. I mean, I didn't get it. And then when I got it, I was I couldn't believe that he said it. Right. I was not finning. And you read to that was hilarious. Yeah, but then he went on to make a speech about how there should be equality in I like governments think, and all this stuff. I like to think they got together beforehand. It's like, you know what? I'm going to win anyway, so uh, set me up. Sean Penn is looking more and more like a crotchety, old, angry person, so yeah. I don't think that happened He's at all. <laughs> I mean, this is the same guy who tied up Madonna and beat her with a bat. I mean, what? are we just going to forget that? No, when him and Madonna were married, he tied her up and almost beat her to death. Like no one talks knew, about that anymore. But I knew this I didn't is the like s- milk for a reason. This is the same man. 
And then you got to sit there and be like, oh, no, he made a funny racist joke. It's no big deal. No, I didn't wow. like it. I'm not, I'm okay. not behind that joke. That I am <laughs> clearly not a Sean Penn expert here. Yeah. And most I saw Fast Times, I thought, yeah, that dude's kind of funny. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed the movies he's been in, but when he said that, I just couldn't. In a night that was so charged, I mean, the whole Selma Glory performance and just the talk about equality and all that stuff, I just felt like it was horribly Yeah, the Golden Globes were bad. worse. Really? Like, every speech was some political agenda. Okay. Well, anyway, so that is our coverage of the Oscars. Sorry to end it in a downer. That's, you know, sometimes you got to find out that Sean Penn uh, beat up Madonna with a baseball bat. Jesus. And sometimes you got to talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Moving pictures. Right? (laughs) As opposed to moving bats. Yeah. (laughs) New in theaters this week. Focus. The Lazarus Effect, Maps to the Stars, and Limited Release, 71, and Everly. All right, before we play Guess the Ending, let's talk about some stuff, uh, such as our theme song. Uh, It was uh, given to us by the YouTube Audio Library. Given, huh? Yeah, they gave it to us. Oh, God. I swiped and everything changed. Everything's gone. (laughs) Thanks, Google. Okay, so... Uh, it's our theme song is called Sophomore Makeout by the by Silent Partner from the YouTube Audio Library. Uh, our logo was drawn by Justin Kizan of Agents of Guard. You can find him at agentsofguard.com writing about all kinds of cool stuff. You can also hear him on a podcast on the Benview Network called Benview on Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Tom likes it a lot, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's Justin Kizan and Matt Benson talking about Spielberg films. Every month they're going to bring you something new that Spielberg did. Uh, their most recent episode is about Columbo, an episode of Columbo that Spielberg directed. Yep. Uh, if you like listening to Matt Benson talk, maybe you should listen to he and I talk on Shut Up Leonard. That's a podcast where we talk about Community, the TV show created by Dan Harmon, formerly of NBC, futurely uh, Yahoo Screen. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that about sums it up but uh you can find us at uh shutupleonard.com or at shutuplenpod on twitter uh tom yeah what do you do on the internet i do quite a bit first i write over at optograph.org where i talk about movies and tv sometimes i review music right now i'm reviewing the tv shows bob's burgers better call saul brooklyn 99 and girls check them out weekly i have them up there and um, I also write at ReadWave on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I have short stories on Amazon and Smashwords, including they're like two ninety nine. They include like Blue Matters, Dead Horse and Dead Town and other stories. If you just look up my name, Thomas Willett, you'll find something that's like two ninety nine. Pretty good stuff. And uh, you also write for a blog called The Oscar Buzz. Yes, even though it's unfortunate that we talk about it now because now the season's over. The season's over. But uh, TheOscarBuzz.blogspot.com. I remember that you, you uh, last year after the Oscars, you found a way to every month or so do something a little, yeah, a little Oscar-y. Yeah, even though I'm trying to come up with something now, but I'm grasping at straws. <laughs> so you can check that out, I guess, but it's going to be pretty dead for a while. <laughs> I am a broadcaster over at Game Assault Weekly. I'm actually not on this week because I did two weeks in a row for um, to make up for the fact that I was going to be out of town this past weekend. But be sure to show up Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday 
5 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, some of our streamers don't actually know what they're going to be playing. Uh, I think Tuesday they're actually going to be playing Earthbound, the NES classic. So you should show up for that. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the week, but I'm sure it's going to be fun times. So please show up to twitch.tv backslash Gamer Assault Weekly. All one word. All right. And uh, you could vote for this podcast over at Podcastland. That's podcastland.com. They have a podcast of the month uh, competition that every month you can go on and vote for us again. Or any of the other favorite uh, Benview Network podcasts like Shut Up Leonard, Benview on Spielberg, uh, Popsicles. Uh, we <laughs> we got a bunch of new stuff coming, too. We got, um, what was it? There was Friday Night Film Fights. Uh, then we got um, Saturday. Oh, here we go. Can I remember the name of there? I always confuse them with the other Saturday. No, it's not Saturday. Is it Saturday? No, it's there's no Saturday involved at all. It's, in fact, dinner party small talk. That's what they're called. Excuse me. I, <laughs> there's too many uh, podcast titles that I'm trying to remember right now. Uh, yeah, dinner party small talk. Uh, they're a new show that just joined the Benview Network. And uh, we also got uh, from uh, a Nerd's Eye viewer, Matthew Esposito. He's doing a show called Grissom on the Run, which is a sports talk, specifically Atlanta Braves. Yay. Uh, so I don't know when he's going to release episode two, but episode one is up. And it's, uh, it's, you know, if you're a fan of the Atlanta Braves, I'm sure it's really interesting. It's I don't a know. hole in one. I don't know anything about sports, so it's really something. Uh, and uh, this is new, but uh, I, if you listen on iTunes or use iTunes at all, on iTunes, you can now just search for uh, Benview Network, or we'll put a link on the website at some point, and all of the Benview Network shows will pop up grouped together as uh, as one grouping. So that's, that's convenient for you to find some other new favorite shows. Uh, and our personal website nevpodcast.com email us with your thoughts ending guesses uh, movies that we should review talk about by uh, anything nevpodcast at gmail.com or on twitter at nevpodcast and my personal twitter is at podcaster andrew I'm at truevelk I'm at optograb <laughs> alright so now it's time for guess the ending You'll never guess how it ends. I was waiting for the echo. Ends, ends, ends. There it is. Who's up first? Someone Tom. said Lazarus? Tom. Oh, I said Lazarus, so I guess I'm going to raise myself. <laughs> the Lazarus effect is about a group of medical students discover a way to bring dead patients back to life. <laughs> <laughs> So the Frankenstein story. <laughs> I was going to say, they, they or, got tired of movies called Frankenstein, so they no, moved on to the next My favorite thing. movie that this is actually ripping off almost wholesale is Flatliners. Which, yeah. Is that a boat? No. Nah. It's, it's, well, flatlining like you don't have a pulse. Oh. So uh, that one's really good. And Who, has who's in that? Jennifer Aniston? Am I Kiefer, saying that right? Kiefer Sutherland. Am I saying that right? Jennifer Aniston? Aniston? Jennifer? Jennifer? Aniston. Okay, please, Tom, continue. Okay. Take this gag. That one, see, this one's more of a horror movie take on that. That one's more of a like. It can't be a horror movie. It's got Mark Duplass. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's do this. Um. So we got the medical students, and they're. Um, they're dealing with dead patients all day. They're at a morgue, and it's like, oh, I buried this guy, I buried that guy. 
Real life gets pretty boring. It's like, you know what? This body is not that dead. Let's find a way to bring it back to life. They go over to Home Depot, who has a big tie-in with the marketing and stuff. So they just show the Home Depot sign a lot, show different products and the logos and stuff. It's like, yeah, this is how we're going to bring it back to life. And suddenly they, boom, they bring it back to life. It's like, oh, no, what's he going to do? And soon the man, the dead, come back to life. He goes around town and begins using up the credit cards that were left in his pocket because the person who owned him before he died didn't cancel him. So soon he's racking up all sorts of debt, and they're trying to find him. They don't know his name, but they know he's caused all this debt. And soon from there, they find him, and he is at the arcade playing video games, playing like Left 4 Dead or something. And um, then it's like, you know what? Let's leave him here because he is left for dead. And the guy eventually has a heart attack from playing the game too long because that stuff kind of happens sometimes from what I've heard. And then they make it the police's problem. They ship him to the next county over and they don't have to worry about the dead guy anymore. They should have called it that. What? Don't have to worry about the dead guy anymore? Don't have to worry about the dead guy anymore. <laughs> oh, so it's my turn. But before we get into that, Flatliners actually had Julia Roberts. Okay. Kevin Bacon, okay. William Baldwin, okay. and Oliver Platt. You were going to say Keith for Sutherland, and I was going to say Jennifer Aniston. We yep. were casting the movie, but <laughs> we were casting the movie. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. It's oh. like as if we were the executives and we were handed the script. Oh, and like, hey, you know what's hot right now? Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. A, so, yep. But but we had more money, so we got Julia Roberts. Of course. Yeah. Are you doing Map to the Stars? I am. Okay, good. Because, uh, I mean, I should have done Everly and then just done the exact script of John Wick. But Everly and Iverly. What can you do? Uh, Map to the Stars, directed by David Cronenberger. <laughs> I, can, I tried to go through it without laughing, but I couldn't do it. Uh, with uh, Julianne Moore. Oscar, Oscar winner. Winner, Julianne Moore. Mia Wysikowski. Oscar nominated a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, Robert Pattinson. Uh, nope. I nope. Like the, I like that you're screwing up every name. And John Kuzik. All right. Did, was he ever nominated? No. Okay. He should have been for High Fidelity. With Jack Black. Doesn't make my top five. Actually, Gross Point Blank. Dumb movie. Okay, that one, yeah. Really like it. That was good. They should have done the sequel that they had yes. talked about that was going to be like five years ago. I agree. Even grosser. <laughs> More gross. What would be their next high school reunion? That would be the, Yeah. Okay, please. that would have been so good. Didn't mean to blow your mind. You just, I, wow. I need to. Can we pause? No. All right. Just do your thing. Let's so we can get uh, out of here. A Dad tour in the heart. Like sequels. <laughs> <laughs> He's got bills. I mean, he look that crystal vodka. The yeah. money got to come from somewhere. Blues right. Brothers three thousand. Oh man! I heard it was bad news when he came up on stage and he's like, "Hey, come see our show," and everyone's like, "No." He has women. Uh, a tour into the heart of a Hollywood family chasing celebrity, one after one another, and the relentless ghosts of their past. So, this is a movie about people who bring uh, other people back from the dead. <laughs> and uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, who makes a guest appearance in this movie, he shows up and he's like, Hey, I can bring people back from flatlining. And... Uh, let me help you because this, if, if I kill you and then bring you back to life, you're going to be famous. We're going to be famous. 
we can all be famous as a family because he's actually the like, the long lost cousin. And so he ends up killing them one by one and it actually gets really weird because it gets to the point where he can't bring anyone back to life and it's just him and he's actually killed a dog at this point. Oh. And he's like, I'm just going to try the dog because it's easier. And then he kills the hamster and he can't do the hamster and he's just like, well, fuck. So after all of his tests and all the experiments, he can't bring anyone back to life. He ends up burying them in the backyard and uh, it becomes the riches. Oh, what? The end. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'm going to guess the ending for 71. Directed by Jan Damange. Uh, starring Jack O'Connell, Sam Reed, Sean Harris, Paul Popplewell. <laughs> A young... What? Popplewell. Dis- dis- Popplewell. Popplewell. I just had to look. A young and disoriented British soldier is accidentally abandoned by his unit following a riot on the deadly streets of Belfast in 1971. <laughs> All right, so it starts out a young man is in an airplane. He's dropping bombs. <laughs> yes. Uh, but this time when his, when his plane crashes, they crash in Belfast. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then when he wakes up, like, all his squad mates are gone, but they're not like dead. Like they're just not there. And he gets up and he's looking around. And he's like, what's going on? It's all, you know, foggy and mysterious. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's Britain and that's what it is there. And, uh, well, Belfast is Germany. So it's Germany. That's how it is there. So he's looking for him and he goes kind of on like a journey and, uh, he, he meets some, some German people who, you know, he can't speak. It, Belfast is Germany, right? Am I getting this right? No, no. Where the hell is Belfast? Ireland. Okay, so he's in Ireland. It's yep. uh, foggy there. That's how it is, you know. So uh, he goes and he... he uh, these are uh, Gaelic Irish people, so they speak Gaelic and he doesn't speak Gaelic. So Nice. Uh, he's trying to communicate with them uh-huh. and like trying to figure out what's going on. And they invite him into the house and he sits down and they you know have a meal with him. And he's like, this is really weird. Uh, and then eventually he, like, he finds his way living in this little town. He kind of picks up a little bit of Gaelic here and there. Uh, but then eventually, so he's in, he's now married, uh, has a family, made a whole family out of this Whoa. place. And then uh, a man, a mysterious man comes into town <sighs> who doesn't speak Gaelic. He speaks, you know, British English. Uh-huh. And he recognizes his squad mate. He says, after all these years, I came back to find you and you're here. He's like, they thought you were dead. Uh, you're, everybody's waiting for you. And he's like, what? Was and he can only speak Gaelic now. He's now he's he's so entrenched in the society. Yeah. He's lost his own his old language. Yeah. Wow. And wow. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the end. It's pretty. It's kind of a downer, but like so. It's in like a weird way. It's like Castaway, but instead of a volleyball, it's Gaelic people. Gaelic people. people. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. Wilson. Remember, not in Germany, but. <laughs> I just can't do a very subtle Irish accent. <laughs> All right. Well, that All was right. amazing. So I we liked have, it. We're now en- going to end the guessing. Beautiful. Uh, and that's we're going to call it a show. Uh, this has been the 215th episode of nice. Nerds Eye View. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say besides I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. So like volumes and off. Why are you off, Tom? I'm just bullshitting right now. I'm and just going off a word. But see, but see, yeah. <laughs> Alright. I'm a linguistics major with like a focus in... Major?
a linguine, a fucking. I had spaghetti today, so it makes uh-huh. sense. Uh, and and with a, a focus of creative writing, so I understand what editing and mixing is. I don't understand why they are not just one in the same category. Just like makeup and hairstyling is one category. podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.